Hello, brothers and sisters. It is Joe Zenk coming to you on Wednesday, July the 8th with another Cup of Joe podcast. Uh, we are in the uh, 14th week of Ordinary Time, and we are uh, continuing to move through the Gospel of Matthew. We finished chapter 9 yesterday, so today we will look at the beginning of chapter 10. So for those following along who wish to, we will be looking at Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 to 7. Uh, again, pretty famous um, passage, pretty... I, I won't say famous in the sense that it's uh, it's it's carries big wisdom, but it's something that we see in all three of the Gospels and with which we're very familiar. So Matthew 10, 1 to 7. Let's listen to the Word of God, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. Jesus sent out these 12 after instructing them thus, do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So um, I, 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 what we see here is just kind of a fluid story. Um, first, G Jesus summoning his 12. So this is probably as good a time as any to talk about the difference between apostles and disciples. So up to this point, when Jesus uh, teaches of the Sermon on the Mount and, and the crowds are around him, um, that's just everybody. It's, it's, it's anyone who is listening. But then how it talks about on certain occasions when he went in the boat and the disciples followed him. Uh, when, you know, and then they went into that uh, uh, region uh, of the generines or whatever it is. I can't remember. I didn't look at it here today. Uh, and then they came back and went to his hometown of Capernaum and the disciples followed him. That's an inner group, uh, sometimes people may say that's the 72. I'm not sure it was an exact number of 72, but that's his group of followers, his students. And of course, to be a disciple of someone is to be a student. And um, from those, he chose the 12. And that's what we're seeing. Jesus summoned. So he's calling forth the inner circle here at this point. And you know, of course, there's even an inner, inner circle of the 12 of the three, and that's Peter, James, and John, uh, which we will see at various times that he will call them forward. But here Jesus summons of the disciples, the 12. And what does he do? He gives them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. So brothers and sisters, make no mistake, we are 
disciples today. You wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't a student of Jesus Christ. I certainly like to think of myself and certainly hope that I am a, a disciple, a student of his. Um, and so in this sense, Jesus is summoning us as well. Now, the apostles were just that inner 12 and, um, and what we as church would later form into the episcopate, the, uh, the bishops. Um, but that's a, that's a long way from, from right now. Right now, these are the inner group of people that really want to follow him. And to them, he's giving an authority. He's giving them an authority, them an authority, to do things here on earth. To drive out unclean spirits and cure every disease and illness. So I think the question this begs of us is, first of all, do we want that authority? As his followers, as his disciples, if Jesus were to come in the room where you are right now and say, would you like the authority to do this? How would you answer? I think he does ask that of us. Uh, and because I think he still desires that. When we see, especially in Mark's gospel, it's very clear in Matthew's, because he, he follows so much of Mark, we see it as well. But that idea of the kingdom of God being present is one of wholeness. I think I talked about that last week. And, and I think that's where our idea of holiness comes from. Uh, that we have made it just into a spiritual thing, but I think it's a physical thing, it's a mental thing, it's an emotional thing. When we are whole, we are fully present, we are holy. And, and so I do think that is part of what Jesus is inviting us into as his disciples to help create that wholeness in the world today. Now remember, um, that is more than just physical. I have not, to my knowledge, been given that gift of, of physical healing. Now, if Jesus wishes to give that gift to me or to you, how wonderful and beautiful that is. And I do believe that gift is real. Um, but I also think, brothers and sisters, that there are unclean spirits in, um, in attitudes within individuals. There are unclean spirits within relationships, maybe within marriages or friendships. There are unclean spirits within communities of faith that we can just sense that, oh, something seems dysfunctional here. Something doesn't seem right. And brothers and sisters, we are called not to judge those people or those places and say they are bad, but to be prophets, to be bringers of truth and to say, there's something going on here. And in naming that, brothers and sisters, it helps drive it out. It helps them see, perhaps for the first time, what and who they are as individuals or in a relationship or in a community. Now, it's not easy work. We've talked about addiction before, and if I haven't, let me talk about it now. Um, that in a, uh, an addictive system, the person who names the addiction, who, who says, hey, this is how this system operates. Uh, that system has, has two choices, ultimately. Uh, they can um, mock the person who, uh, who named it and shame them and drive them out. 
because then the system stays the same. Or they can look at themselves uh, and say, yes, this system has to change because what they said is real. Unfortunately, my friends, the, the first is usually what happens, uh, the former, that they mock the person in shame because to change a system, that's very difficult. Uh, but brothers and sisters, you and I are called to cure every dis-ease. I mean, it says disease, but, but just separate the word. Any dis-ease within a community of people, uh, within relationships, within workplaces, within any, any, any group of people, any, any individuals. If they have disease, if we counsel them, and it doesn't have to be formal quote-unquote counseling, I mean going out for a drink with them and letting people talk, that helps cure dis-ease by just reflecting things back to them. So brothers and sisters, that authority rises or rides with us. It is present. Um, and illnesses that we, that we have um, or dis-ease, there are... There are Numerous ways that that authority has been given to us uh, to, again, bring about wholeness. That is part of what being a disciple of Jesus is. Do we want that? And if so, how do we carry that? So that's point number one. Point number two, and I, I promise I won't be as long with this one. I get more wordy than I, than I, uh, than I ever think when I start these things. Um, Jesus sends them out, the 12, uh, into the town saying, do not go into pagan territory and enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel and make this proclamation, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. I I mentioned yesterday, what does that mean? Um, And so I'm going to come back to that today. Here's what I hope you don't think it means, that Jesus sent the 12 out. And, and, and I say this, brothers and sisters, because for years, this is what I thought it meant. And, and, I, and I think I'm, I'm categorically wrong. Jesus sent the 12 out saying, the kingdom of God is at hand because Jesus was present in their midst, physically, as a person. So the kingdom of God was at hand for those 33 years, or those three years, let's just say, of his ministry. And I put that in quotes. I mean, who knows if it was three years or how many years it was. But um, the kingdom of God was at hand because Jesus was proclaiming it. He was, he was acting it out in, in how he was curing dis-ease and, and illnesses and, and driving out unclean spirits. But when Jesus was... Uh, after he was crucified, rose, ascended, and, and was with the Father, that the kingdom of God was no longer at hand. I think that's wrong. Brothers and sisters, I think the very meaning of the incarnation, if we are to take it to its full level, was that heaven and earth were united not only in the person of Jesus Christ, but everything thereafter was changed. Heaven and earth were united and that the kingdom of God resides among us here today, now. That that was not taken away when Jesus uh, went away, um, but is present now in the midst of, of, of the Holy Spirit, in the midst of, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's everywhere. 
The kingdom of God is present now because the incarnation. Oh, I'm going to butcher this quote. I wasn't prepared to, to, to do it, but it just came to my mind. Um, Talhard de Chardin. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful Jesuit. Um, and uh, a scientist lived about 100 years ago. And, uh, and because, of course, he was a prophet, he was, uh, his writings were for 30, 40 years after uh, his death or after he published them, they were, they were off limits, but, but now they're not. And he said something, by virtue of the incarnation, all things are sacred for those who have eyes to see. Oh, that's so good, brothers and sisters. By virtue of heaven and earth uniting all things are sacred. There's no longer a sacred and a secular, but all things are sacred for those who have eyes to see. We didn't even need Telhard to say that to us. Elizabeth Barrett Browning, 100 years before, 50, 80 years before Telhard says that, says the same thing in a, in a poem that, that you probably have heard and known, and forgive me, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I'll say it by memory, but it is so true. Uh, earth is crammed with heaven, and every common bush afire with God, but only those with eyes to see take off their shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. Now, you're probably going to go online and call up that quote and see that I bastardized it, forgive me. But Elizabeth Barrett Browning, earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush of fire with God. But only those who see take off their shoes and realize it's holy ground. The rest just sit around and eat the blackberries. Brothers and sisters, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You and I have been given authority to help assist it, to cure dis-ease and, and illness among people so they can feel whole and among groups of people so they can feel whole. But it's even more than that. It's creation. It, it, it's that wonderful image of, of, you know, long before the Bible was written 2,000 years ago or 3,000 years ago, that creation is God's first scripture, is God's first Bible, because we know more about who God is and how God is and what God is because of the creation, right? You know more about the artist because of their, their artistic rendering. We have, a, we have a glimpse into their soul. We have a glimpse into, the, into a, a musician uh, because of their song. And we know about God by his creation. Let that pour over you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, but you and I must be able to have eyes to see so we can invite other people into that same sight. That's what our role is as disciples. But we can't bring them in to somewhere that we don't know. Let's pray. Um, we continue through the joyful mysteries today. <laughs> no, the glorious. See, that's so funny because I do a living rosary and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm on the joyful. So yeah, anyway, long conversation you don't need to know about, which is why I screw up all the time is I'm doing one rosary for one thing and another for this. So we are in the glorious mysteries, the glorious mysteries today. So let's pray. I'll, uh, if you have an intention for which you would like to pray, I invite you to bring it to mind right now. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The third glorious mystery, the uh, descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks, my friends, for taking time to be present today. Blessings as you go forth out into this wonderful creation, into the incarnation present, and bring the kingdom of God with you to cure every type of illness and dis-ease. God bless.